So uh, what? That's how we'll start it. Yeah, that's Every how podcast. we'll start it. We're gonna start it with a bush bush latte. Bush latte's all signed. That's how we're gonna start it. The lobster boys cracking open a bush, sitting around at a table, and we're gonna talk some bullshit for you guys. Yes, sir. Yes, you'll get to enjoy our bullshit. We're pretty funny sometimes. Yeah, good old lobster boy adventure. Yes, the lobster boys. That's what we're gonna call ourselves. Some crazy times in the lobster world. Yes, sir. So let's explain the whole lobster boy situation why we call ourselves the lobster boys it's a really splendid story so Kyle, why don't you take over this story well, start from the very beginning of like the activities leading up to the lobsters so we're all volunteer firemen so you know thank us for our service and all that good stuff and we're just got done with three trailer houses that caught on fire and we're waiting and watching for the fire marshal to come up. So me, Zach, and Damien are all sitting in a truck and Damien's getting frustrated because he's hot and the rest of us are cold. So he's having the sweats. So I'm having to go sit out in the grass. It's late at night, probably about one thirty or 2 o'clock in the morning. It was about 30 degrees. 30 degrees. Heater's running in the truck. It's too hot for me. I'm going back and forth between in and out of the truck. We're sitting here, just us three, cutting up, trying to stay awake, waiting on this said fire marshal to show up. Because if you leave the scene, then it returns back to the homeowner, and then your fire marshal, fire marshal will have to get a search warrant to come back onto the property. And that takes a total of about 24 hours. Yeah, and then they can tamper with evidence and everything like that. So we're sitting here in the brush truck, and uh, we're cutting up, laughing. All the lights are off in the truck. And, uh, Kyler, tell us what you saw next. Well, I seen what I thought was aliens coming through the woods. You see flashlights turn it on and there's about probably nine or ten and they're just creeping through the woods coming up towards this house well I was just gonna turn the light bar on and light them up but as I do that Damien here grabs the PA system and yells put the lobsters down <laughs> and then all the flashlights pop on towards us and they scattered like a bunch of cockroaches when you flip a light on and you just had to be there I mean it was it was really funny so that's where the lobster boys comes from yeah. and where that coming to his mind at we have no idea oh I know it was somebody my aunt yes so my aunt done a lot of drugs in her day and uh I don't know how I remembered at that point in time. Maybe we were talking about my aunt before this. I'm not sure, but I remember hearing a story, or maybe I was even there. I can't remember. There's so much crazy stuff happened with her. But at one point in time, she was watching lobsters crawl through the walls, I believe. <laughs> Something along those lines. Uh, some crackhead somewhere that I came in contact with or heard a story of was seeing lobsters crawl through the walls. There's just some off-the-wall crazy stuff like that. So, I was telling them to put the lobsters down. 
So now we'll cut back probably two weeks after this. And uh, us three, me, Kyler, and Zach, and our other buddy, were uh, fixing to go to work. We always stop at Whataburger before we go into work and eat. And we're sitting there, and uh, one of them dares me to uh, stand up and yell, put the lobsters down. So we're fixing to leave. Our other buddy was actually freaking out about it. He was like, no, don't do that. He, he was going to get embarrassed. He's like, don't do that. Let me get out of here first. So I'm like, no, I just have to go to the bathroom. I'm going to go to the bathroom. So I walk off to the bathroom. I go into the bathroom. I hype myself up. I get myself ready to make a fool out of myself. I walk back out into the lobby. I stand up, chest puffed out, proud, and just scream at the top of my lungs, put the lobsters down. Put them down. And it was just the funniest thing. Everybody looked up at me terrified. and our, uh, our buddy ran out of there like a little girl, so embarrassed, and then we went to work. And so it's just been an inside joke ever since then. Our, our group chat's named after it. And we've always just considered ourselves the Lobster Boys after that. <clears throat> I guess we should have probably introduced ourselves here at the beginning. But you'll figure it out as we go along. I'll be Kyler. Old Zach here's to my left. You need to talk, Zach. And then old Damien here's to my left. <clears throat> we're all three, a bunch of volunteer firemen. Thank us for our service. Thank us for our service. We hunt and fish, and we're political assholes. Yes. And occasionally we'll bring a couple of our other buddies on, because they're pretty funny too. And yeah, we'll have some special guests every now and then. Yeah, we have all sorts of different friends, different friends for different subjects. So, uh... It'll be pretty fun. We'll have fun here. But uh, I guess I'll start off telling a little bit about myself. So right now we're all living in southeastern Oklahoma. I'm from Wisconsin. I moved here in 2014. I was a lonely little bastard, I guess you could say, for a couple of years. And then I made friends, and through those friends, made more friends. And uh, I, I knew Zach first, and then out in the old cow pasture in the rain, we were working for an old farmer. I met Kyler. He let me get in his truck and warm up. That's when we started talking. He gave me a job. And shortly after I got the job, he asked me to join the Volley Fire Department. Now we're all a bunch of proud, neck-bearded, uh, hitting hard from the yard firefighters. And, yeah. Well, how about you just tell them about the, how y'all actually first met at our buddy's house? Okay. Kyler, you go ahead and state your side of the story first, and then I'll state mine. Maybe these guys can decide who is the asshole. Well, we're sitting in my buddy's bed, and he's playing a video game. And this dude walks in, and I've heard about him, and his name was Damien. And apparently he's a northerner that liked to duck hunt. So me being me, infused in the duck hunting world, I was adamant on asking him what kind of duck call he blew, you know, J.J. Lairs, Echo, Buck Gardner, stuff like that. <coughs> well, I said, hey, what kind of duck call you blow? He goes, a mallard. Well, no fucking shit, bud. I kind of figured that. And he just kind of looks at me and then just walks out. Yeah, so uh, I uh, grew up hunting with my great-grandfather. Uh, Brands were not a necessity. We were never worried about brands. That's, I didn't know that even mattered at the time. I wasn't concerned about it. I, the duck call I blew 
didn't have a brand on it. It wasn't labeled. It was just this old wooden duck call. To this day, I don't think I've ever bought a duck call that I can make sound as good as that one. A dog chewed it up. So I don't have it anymore, unfortunately. But I didn't know duck call brands mattered. I didn't know a whole lot about that aspect of the duck hunting. So he asked me, you know, what kind of duck call do you blow? And I, as far as I knew, all that matters, I blow a mallard duck call. And then he was a smart ass. I didn't quite understand what the deal was, so I just walked out and fucked that guy. So that went about two years of not liking him. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of how we met. We started off uh, really not liking each other. Zach, who did you meet first, Kyler or me? Probably well, me. I met Kyler a few years before you. Then decided to go and bang my sister. <laughs> well, that was years, years on down the road, but actually I think um, me and old Kaka here, we either met on the baseball field first or met at a party, one of the two. And um, a few years down the road, I realized his sister had a pretty fat old booty and pretty nice tits, and she's pretty good looking, so I hooked up with her. And then I started tapping his sister, but that's besides the point. It really, it really wasn't a bad deal because it brought us all together so well. I'll never forget the day. He, I don't know why, but Zach actually asked my blessing before Kyler. He was like, "Yeah, what the fuck?" He was like, "I guess because he didn't want to make you mad. You know, he wanted to know how how I thought you were going to take it before he came to because you." Because you got him. a sister. Yeah. So then, like, I was getting your opinion Would on you it. Would you bang her? His, his sister? No, because his sister's like fourteen years old. And she's not attracted to me, but that's, that's, that's there, there you go. She's not. He'd fuck a hole in a brick wall if I asked him to. Whatever. <laughs> well, that's besides the point. I was trying to get how he would act on me getting a blessing from him from dating his sister before I went up to you. But I hit. I hinted it to you a few times about me talking to your sister, but you never caught on. I was like, hey, man. Are you okay with your sister going duck hunting with us a few times? And you're like, well, I would, but can't find a size waders that would fit her. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've kind of hinted a few times, but <clears throat> yeah, we're all some bunch of redneck bearded volunteer firemen that, well, Kyler here, he thinks he's the master of duck hunting, so that's why he calls himself Dr. Duck. Well. But. He ain't happy when he don't kill about six limits, and me and Damien's tickled to death when we kill two damn ducks. Man, I could tell you some horrible, horrible stories about our duck hunting before we met Kyler. That's when I could say I might not have had a whole lot of knowledge starting out, because when me and my grandpa hunted, we kept it really simple. Maybe ran a dozen decoys, nothing more than really a quack. I was a pretty good caller. Especially with that duck call I started out with, because I'd just sit at the river, because we lived right on the river, and I'd call to the ducks, and they'd just swim around out there, and I'd copy the noises they made. I got pretty good with it. But uh, we kept it pretty simple, just a, couple, a dozen decoys or so, call them in, and most of the time I water swatted them for the longest time. I don't even know why. I was a pretty good shot in the air, but I just liked making sure they were on the ground so I could kill them. But uh, we would, uh, I had this little 11 foot John boat, and we pile about five people in it with a little trolling motor and go about 300 yards to kill three ducks every morning. We get up at 3.30 in the morning, 
for yeah. about three weeks in a row every year and kill three ducks every day. And it'll take us about 45, 50 minutes. To get there and get then there. to get back. And, hell, we knew we weren't doing much, but we were having fun. And Some I honestly think that uh, I learned a lot from that, that rough experience. Yeah, it kind of helped me out too, other than, I mean, y'all was always kind of assholes, so I never got the privilege to learn how to blow the duck call until I met old Kaka and old Walker Weger, and they kind of let me, threw me a duck call and told me to learn on it. But, um, I mean, sometimes we had uh, difficulties with our trolling motor, the battery would die, so we'd have to paddle three, four hundred yards, and by the time we got to the spot, we were out of breath and tired and didn't really want to duck hunt and it just kind of frustrated us killing three to four birds and wasted a few boxes of shells for three to four birds yep. but I mean we had our other buddy he'd shoot at a bird 70-80 yards up in the air and one of us would shoot it and he'd always say oh no it was just coming down from my shot Tyler, why don't you tell us about your, uh, I'm sure you got some funny uh, experiences when you were first starting out trying to learn how to duck hunt on your own. Well, the first time I ever went duck hunting was me, Walker, JJ, and Hunter. And we loaded up in this Ford Ranger, and Hunter was sitting on top of me, and we're riding to this place down on the river. I don't know where we was going. I didn't care. I was about 11. And it was cold. That was back when we actually had winter. We don't have those no more. It Something's messed up. Oh, they say climate change. But that's a whole bunch of nonsense. The atmosphere goes in rotations let's not get into the science of everything here okay we might be pretty good at bullshit but let's not try getting into the science here a lot of people are on our intellectual level and we might confuse them yeah that is a good point so anyhow we're going duck hunting and I have a 20 gauge youth model JJ and them they're all shooting 12 gauges whatnot, whatever don't know don't really remember I just know I had this little bitty old 20 gauge and if it wasn't sitting on the water about 10 feet in front of me, there wasn't a chance in hell I was going to kill that duck. Well, I fell in love with it right then. And then we just kind of pond hopped, never hunted the lake, never any public ground. And when I got about 16, I said, to hell with this, I'm going to go buy a boat. So I went and bought a 1648 Express with a 30 Yamaha. And then I got into the duck boat world. And if you don't know about that, there's a lot of money to be spent. Well, I was making good money at the time, you know, living at home, had an old pickup, and I put all my money into a boat. Well, then I got the bright idea I was gonna be a race duck boat driver. Well, I strapped an old 72 stroke that weighed two, I think they were right around 258, 270 pounds. 
somewhere around there. So anyhow, motor sitting in the water and the, the front of the boat sitting up in the air. And by God, she'd go about 50 miles an hour. She would haul butt. Nothing right. on the Arkansas boys. How'd that thing plane out? How'd it plane out? Yeah. Oh, you just give her throttle, little son. You just get yeah. right on plane? Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. You just ride that motor. Really? The boat don't even sit in the water. You just... Yeah. You can ask Hunter about that. We was going across uh, Atoka Lake. I was keeping a little slow. I was running probably about 40. And we ran up on a sandbar and about threw him out of the front of the boat. Oh, no. Because I ain't, I ain't never ran that lake. And, you know, I'm a piss-ignorant 17-year-old at the time. And the hell, ain't nothing that hurt us. We'll just haul ass across this lake. That didn't work. Yeah. Well, then... I, I've noticed you didn't learn your lesson from that because that was quite a long time before we come along. And we found a couple of stumps when we ran that lake. So. Yeah, but I was in a little bit different position then because then... I got me an old habit, old son, a habit. You're shitting in high cotton when you got you a havoc. Okay, and you gotta say it like that. Havoc. Havoc, because it gets all the women. Havoc, yeah. Well, when you get a kickjack plate, Vance, and I had a 50 Tahatsu on it, boy, you could run anywhere you wanted to. We'd be running across that lake, We'd hit a stump, old Damien come up out of the air, slam back down. We did bow fishing in it. Did all kinds of stuff. Man, I'll never forget the day uh, the water was high on the lake. We were bow fishing. There's, we had a couple of people in the boat that hadn't even bitten bow fish before this. So it was kind of a rough start out. It kind of turned into more just a, we weren't taking it too serious. We were having fun shooting a couple of fish. We're running through this campground that's flooded. There's a lot of fish in that grass. And uh, I can't remember, was it a picnic table or a grill that you found with the boat? Picnic table. So, uh, a picnic table. Zach's uh, cousin or uncle was it? A step uncle. His uh, step uncle was standing in the front of the boat with his bow ready to shoot That's some your fish. your step uncle? Yeah, in the flashlight. With a flashlight, too. And Kyler finds the uh, picnic table with a boat and throws his ass out of the boat, and it was some funny shit. Talk he about, looked like Jesus trying to walk on that water. Yeah, he was trying to walk on it. That ain't no wine. You should have saw the look in his eyes when he turned around and looked at us. He was, we put the fear of everything into him when he come out here because it wasn't expecting it. We were just running through clear water, and we didn't see that picnic table on the water. Threw him out real quick. We were running about 20, 25. Yeah. I mean, we were, man, we weren't going fast, but it's pretty fast when you're in about three, four inches of water at one point. Then next thing you know, you're in about five to six foot of water mm -hmm. and then next thing you know you see one person on the front of the boat go running across the water you trying to figure out what the hell you hit do you zach do you remember uh the time he decided to pick a fight with a tree in the water yep that tree standing so we're all just casually sitting in the boat why don't you tell him about that uh you probably remember better than i do so uh I mean, I don't remember much of it. I yeah, think you'd probably actually actually remember more than I did well, because I've had a, a few too many um, cruise lattes from here on out. Already. From then on. Uh, maybe he was drinking that day. I don't remember. Maybe allegedly. We don't maybe know. Maybe allegedly. Who knows? Might not have been him. Might have been somebody else in the boat. But long story short, we're cruising along. We're going pretty slow. We got one guy 
with an Allen wrench tuning his bow, dropped his damn Allen wrench in the water. You know, a couple things are different going on in the boat. Kyler just the only Allen wrench we yeah, had in the only Allen wrench in the boat. He drops it in the water, but Kyler gets this wild eye. We didn't know what was going on. He just full throttles it right into a tree. <laughs> oh, I do remember that one now. Yeah, tree. That, that tree that uh, Kyler swore up and down that it was dead and that it would be like dead. be like the other one where you could push it over with your hand. And then he hits it about 40, 40 mile an hour, and it don't do nothing but stay in the same place. And I, I remember that too, but I was talking about the one that fell over. But yeah, that was that was probably even funnier. I, I can say I'm probably about the only one that's ever parallel parked a boat in a parking spot. When the lake was flooded, we we parked my boat in a parking spot because. What's normal lake level? 648? Something like that. Six, six, plus six 620, six, plus 618, 620. 618, 618, 618 yeah. is about normal. It was probably about 640, 650. This is the year, it was 2015, and it went over the floodgates, or the, the spillway. Twice, wasn't it? Twice, no. Was that, no, that was the, the, the year two or, two or three years, two or three before, years that. before that. But no, we had some good times in that boat, and I had a good sound system in it. Um, it was a 1754, yeah, 1754. Had pods and everything on it. Had a uh, two stickers on the back, right above the pod, "Bad bitches only," because you ain't loading up no fat bitches in that boat. Bad bitches only. Bad bitches. Bad only. bitches only. Bad that's bitches only. That's only. the only bitches we were allowed to have in the boat. Was bad bitches. Bad bitches. And he even took it to the extent where he had to even have it in his truck. Yes, that's when I had a nice new, new pickup to me. It was just a 2008 model. Uh, it's a little old single cab with about a seven-inch lift kit. You remember when we uh, We stopped at the old the, the old man that sits in the parking lot at the gas station in town. He's, he sells flags, and uh, Kyler bought two flags. They were uh, one, was one American flag and the other one was a Trump 2020 flag. Yep. Yep. Bought these two flags. He uh, spent about two hours making some real nice uh, flagpole holders. About how tall do you think those flag holders were? I figured it was about 20 foot. About 20 but once you put it up on the bow of that boat, you know, you're adding another three foot to it. So I had it a good, good ways up there. And I uh, was going to a Trump rally down in uh, down in Texas. Uh, was it Sam Rayburn? No, it wasn't that late. It was down by Gun Barrel City, Texas, and I can't remember the name of the lake. Well, anyhow, my flagpole was a little too tall for the bridge on the lake, and my flagpole got bent. <laughs> but when you're in a havoc, you just cinder bowl, full throttle. <laughs> you just keep going. Man, I can't tell you what kind of messes we got into in that boat. Uh, Anywhere from taking out flagpoles, going down the bridge, to running over picnic tables, to trees, to jumping levees. Yes, sir. And um, Damien tried to jump out when he was duck hunting and catch baby hogs swimming across her, the uh, the creek channel. And then going uh, going to a call one night after we're just messing around on the boat, and um, me and old little Damien here goes to a call, and we come back and we had the boat trailer and we're looking at 
little old Kyler sitting on the bank, crisscross applesauce, <laughs> looking at his boat in the middle of the lake. And the boat kind of got away from him, and uh, kind of stuff happened, you know. Yeah, you know, with that level of expertise, you know, eventually accidents are bound to happen. Yeah. But, uh, man, I can't tell you what kind of mess we got into. But since then, I've, I've sold the boat, boat, and I sold the truck, and I bought a house, and I really miss that boat. I was thinking about it the other day. I wish I had a boat, you know. But house is a little bit more important but mm -hmm. I'm gonna get another one but sometimes I mean you gotta grow up and this is no, well we never did that well you gotta make big boy purchases and you can't just buy toys your whole life you gotta buy stuff that yeah so we started off we all kind of started hanging out all the, at that farm we were doing work for a farmer that's when I really started talking to Kyler he got me that job and then asked me to join the volunteer fire department. When I joined, I had no idea what was going on. You think the word volunteer would have, you know, kind of gave me a hint, but I honestly thought I got paid for it. I guess I thought there was some sort of reimbursement system, but I just signed up to volunteer and didn't even know what I was doing. I thought I was getting paid, but I was like, hell with it. You know, I didn't know what I was trying to do for a career yet, so I was like, I'm going to try see if I like it. And I sure did, but uh, now, Two years later, I'd say about two years. What do you think? About, yeah, about two and a half. Two, about, two and a half. Yeah, two and a half years later, uh, Kyler's got him a house, and it's sitting right next to his family's trailer house, and uh, me and Zach are staying in that. So we kind of got our own little community right here. Uh, we, we call it the Batch Pad. Batch know, Pad. We own our little own little block here. Well, I own all the land around here, and then my. My uncle lives across the street. I think he's my uncle. I'm not sure. I'm not really keen on how all that stuff goes. I mean, he's a good, good old crazy old man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then we got the person behind us. Oh, Arnold Steele. Oh, Arnold Steele. He's a. If you don't wave at him, you're an asshole. I'll put yeah. it that way. You don't he sits wave on at his him. Porch. And you're always more than welcome to come drink his free Keystone Light. Uh huh. Yeah, and if you bring anything else <coughs> over, it's insult to him because. You know, they get old Keystone Lights, um, premium beer. Allegedly. But uh, I can remember back when I was about 14, before I knew any of these guys, like I said earlier in this uh, episode, I was a lonely little bastard, didn't have no friends. I'd be riding the school bus to school. And I'd have to say, honestly, that's probably my first friend I had around here was Arnold Still. We'd wave at each other every morning, and I'd be on the school bus, and he'd just be sitting up in this chair waving away. I don't even know that he knew what he was waving at. He just waved at everything. And he thought you were special, didn't he? Probably, you know, we were riding the short bus, and I did lick the window a few times. <laughs> uh, Y'all are going to figure out in, in this podcast that uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a different kind of person. I'm real special. We'll He's ate too way. many crowns in his life. Too many crowns. No, paint chips. Paint chips, yeah. But, uh, oh, Arnold, he had this dog that fetched bricks <laughs> is this old mutt it looked half pit bull half half Holstein or something I don't even know it was a but it carry around a brick he couldn't even tell you what kind of dog yeah, it no, was that dog would carry on a brick and throw it up in the air and catch it and he didn't have much teeth left no and Arnold would throw that brick across the yard and the dog would run over there and grab it and tear it up throw it up in the air and catch it he said it was his brick layer that's crazy old man. He had another dog. Now, Arnold's old school. 
He's probably in what his eighties, I imagine. I bet he's in his eighties. Well, he had this dog, and I can't remember the name of. It. I think Scooter. Scooter was his name. No, Scooter's the bricklayer. Okay, that was a different one. Anyhow, this dog had its own little tree, and this dog killed one of Arnold's chickens one time. Well, Arnold tied him to this tree and beat the piss out of him right there at that tree. <coughs> Quit. Got the dogs riled up. Hell. And uh, when he did that, that dog, I guess it imprinted on that tree. Well, anytime Arnold would tell this dog to go to that tree, this dog would run over to the tree and eat the bark off of it. And he had all, all the bark ate off of this tree to about eight foot up. It started at the bottom and he would run and jump as high as he could and grab a piece of bark, come back down and go to eating on it. I don't know what he did to the dog. It might have happened, maybe, allegedly, I don't know, but it was, it was quite the show. Yeah, that was a crazy old man. There's a lot of crazy people around here. Uh, I could tell you all sorts of stories about the characters that live around here. Uh, crazy well, Karen. How about let's just put on the subject of old Crazy Karen. Let's get on the subject of Crazy Karen. Uh, Zach, we'll let you carry off with that subject for now. Well, <clears throat> the rumor around town is that she used to be a pretty good-looking gal. RN nurse. She used to be RN nurse, and... Um, she had three kids and a husband. Well, when she was working up there at the hospital, her husband passed away. So she had all the access in the world to get meds and all that. So she was stressing and she got strung out on pain meds. But then she got too far gone and that old pain meds weren't doing nothing for her. So she went and got the meth and stuff and lost her kids. Well, um, she's... She's a big old character in Cartwright. I'd pretty much say that she's Cartwright's mascot. I mean, everybody around town. Cartwright's also named Crackwright. You'll you'll come to figure that out. Everybody around knows her from different parts of towns and all that stuff. She's well known of cutting her fingers off and feeding them to her cats and stuff. She's just, she's pretty wild. There's one time. I'll let, let him tell you about it a little bit, but uh, she chased Damien around with a knife. Yeah, so uh, when I was younger, back before I had my driver's license, we'd done a lot of walking through Cartwright, you know. Uh, my buddy lived on the other side of town, and I'd walk from his house to my house. We'd walk, you know, I think we were actually headed to Sunset Cove to go fishing, and my dog was walking with us, a black lab, a real friendly dog, and the crazy thing was she wasn't even talking to us. She was talking to the dog. But she starts yelling at the dog in her most the most vicious voice she could. She's telling that dog, You stole my babies, you stole my babies, I'm gonna call the sheriff on you. And you know, I, I, I knew who she was, I wasn't too worried about it, but she starts swinging a stick at my dog and I'm pretty protective over my dog. So I said, Now Karen, don't you hit my dog with that stick or we're gonna have a problem. And I I tell you what, she pulled her shirt up and showed me those saggy titties. Those titties hang down about three feet. She screamed out a battle cry, bite my nipples. And then she pulls out a bowie knife out of her back pocket. No sheath, no nothing. That, that sucker is just riding in her back pocket. She takes off of running. And I don't, oh man, we took off running. She chased us all the way back to my house. We run up in the house, slammed the door, 
about the time we slammed the door, she ran into it. I locked the door, and she walked around outside the house mumbling and moaning and stuff for hours. It was crazy. But uh, she'll hang out at the uh, gas station. I think you guys can contest to that. She spends quite a bit of time at the gas station. Well, every once in a while, she'll catch you and ask you for change. I'll normally tell her no because I ain't even got much change anyways. You know, I'm not. Well, one day I was getting a bag of ice from the ice machine at the gas station and I put in like a $5 bill or something just got out a whole handful of quarters I was getting ice to put in the deer I just killed and uh, so she watched me get all that change she goes you got any spare change and I, hey, I couldn't tell her no she just watched me you know handful maybe two handfuls of quarters so I said yeah put out your hands Karen because I didn't want to touch her she's got you know, she's radioactive. She's got everything, if you know what I'm saying. So she holds out her hands, and I go to drop this change in her hands. I'm trying to be nice as possible, you know, to this woman. She's, you know, on hard times. I try to not be a hateful person. I drop the change down in her hands, and she's missing fingers because she allegedly, possibly, supposedly fed them to her cats. We don't know if that's true. I mean, I, I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. But she's definitely missing fingers. And all that change fell through her hands, and she went to hooting and hollering, and she's mad at me, crawling around on the ground, picking up quarters. I got on my truck and hauled ass. Yeah, she's a wild woman, but uh, there's a lot of characters like that in, in uh, Cartwright. Well, hell, my grandma called me one day, and she said they uh, were sitting out on the back porch, and they usually lock their front door, and that day they didn't didn't have it locked for some reason, whatever it may be. And uh, they come back in the house and hell, crazy Karen's in there. And she has proceeded to start moving her stuff, taking all their stuff out and setting it in the front lawn because this is now her house. And my papa's had throat cancer twice, so he can't talk real good. He, he had his, his jaw reconstructed with his, uh, I think it's femur. One of his leg bones. That would be his femur. Yeah, femur. And anyhow, they reconstruct his jaw so he, he, he doesn't talk real well. And he proceeded to start cussing her, and he was pissed. Because now half of his shit is sitting out in the front yard, and she's arguing with them over whose house it is. But anyhow, they, they got it settled and, you know, kicked her ass out and, you know. We had to move all the stuff back in the house. That was a good time. So uh, earlier, Zach, you uh, you'd mentioned that you'd consider her the uh, mascot of Cartwright. Well, uh, I have to differ with that. There's this uh, pig that wanders Cartwright. Uh, I, I actually made a Facebook page just for this pig. It's a Facebook group, I guess you call it. You guys are welcome to go find it on Facebook and join it and you can stay updated with Cartwright's very own the Sam the Pig. The Facebook group is called Cartwright Sam the Pig. It's this big old pet pig, but it ain't a pet. It's its own independent pig. It just wanders Cartwright. It makes its rounds. It makes its rounds. Yeah, it's made it all the way to Colbert. It's made it to Denison, across the dam. All sorts of people have seen that pig. But uh, we got this Facebook group now and we just kind of track it. It's, every couple days we'll see it. It just makes its rounds around Cartwright. And uh, it's its own independent pig. Nobody owns it. It belongs to the streets of Cartwright. 
Well, now, <clears throat> I guess we probably could all could say that Sam is the new Cartwright's mascot, but, I mean, for quite a while now, old Crazy Karen was known. Yeah, up until about Sam. Yeah, until Sam, I mean, I would say Karen was the mascot. We had to retire Karen because, I mean, as of right now, Karen has about a fifty to $60,000 worn out. Yeah. So she's kind of off the grid for yeah, a little she's, bit. She's hiding. She's probably staying in the, the old camper right here behind Kyler's house, probably. She ain't there. Oh, man. It done been burnt down. No, she's uh, living over there by Zach's grandpa in a, in a in an old trailer house in the bushes. But, uh... I tell you what, we went to a fire one day, an alleged structure fire. We got time for a structure fire. We get to this house, and she had made a fire inside of the fireplace and it's an abandoned house and it's some of the craziest stuff I've ever seen cause she had tunnels up under this house she had ripped the floor up and made a tunnel from the living room to the bathroom or not the bathroom the bedroom and then the next tunnel went outside of the house so when we showed up she hit the old tunnels like a Vietnamese and is <laughs> is taking these tunnels <laughs> like the damn Viet Cong back in Vietnam. Yeah. And she got away from us because of the tunnels. Yeah. And my papa, which is, he's our chief, and he's getting on up there with age. I mean, he can't he can't move around too fast. I could say he's getting a little too old, and Karen's a little too fast for him and outsmarted him. <clears throat> I think that was the day that I got poison ivy. Yeah. all over my chest and yeah, that was my bunghole it was, and it was thick in there with the nomads time. and all that good stuff it's down here in Cartwright it's never never a dull moment really between us three and Karen and the wannabe Karens and all that good stuff yeah. I mean we got a we got a whole crackhead um, clan that they got motors on their bicycles and they stay got their own little biker gang going on and every now and then they'll fight over who has the best meth and stuff yeah man i'll never forget the first time i saw one of those motor bicycles i i walked out of lucky stop and this guy's sitting there at the gas pump on a bicycle and i'm thinking what in the hell is this guy doing with his bicycle on the gas pump you know i didn't know what the hell was going on so I was kind of, you know, being a little bit nosy, paying a little bit of attention, walking back to my truck, and I noticed he's got the the gas nozzle pulled out. I'm like, what in the hell is he doing? I get a little bit closer, and he's pumping gas into this bicycle, and I and I thought that was the craziest thing. He's done rigged up a motor onto his bicycle, and uh, well, I worked at uh, the the local dash, gas station by my high school. And uh, come to find out, that that crackhead guy got a job there, and he was riding that motor bicycle all the way from Cartwright to Colbert, working. And he, he was he was a character. He wasn't a bad guy, but he's he's definitely a different sort. But uh, man, I'll tell you, some crazy times. I think uh, it's getting a little bit light here. We're I think we're gonna go ahead and let y'all go. We're running out of stuff to talk about tonight. Y'all uh, stay tuned for the next episode. Any of you guys got something to say before we head out?
Toodles, boo-boo. Toodles, boo-boo. Put the lobster down. Put the lobsters down. Good night.